What's up, people? This is You're Not Listening, the podcast that teaches you how to actively listen to music one song at a time. I'm Sean O'Loughlin, and this is 2020. We are in the new decade. We're back with more podcasts. Thank you for being patient with us while we took a little break during the holidays to spend time with friends and family. And we're back. We're talking about some sweet music. I don't want to waste too much time, but remember, if you enjoy this show, to share with your friends, rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, and make sure you subscribe, and make sure that you send us your info so we can send you a sticker when you do that. And be sure to find us on social media. We are at YNL Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find us on Facebook as well. So let's get right into it. Tonight, I'm talking about You Are a Tourist by Death Cab for Cutie, and my dad is talking about Clocks by Coldplay and Rhythm Del Mundo. So if you think that these songs are just wimp rock and you wouldn't be caught dead listening to these in your car, well, then, guys, you're not listening. So clean out your ears and listen up. Let's do this. Get on the floor! Alright, you, you want a joke? Uh, yeah. Alright. Now you're supposed to be doing the dad jokes, but You're the original said, dad on this show. Yeah, I know, but I don't I never really did I do dad jokes all the time? Or was my life a dad joke? Yeah, you did dad jokes. I'm sorry. Alright, well Hi hungry, I'm dad. That was the worst. Yeah. I hated that one. Yeah. What do you call a physical therapist that manipulates grandmothers? <laughs> that manipulates grandmothers? Yep, the physical therapist that works on and manipulates grandmothers. I don't know. Helps out grandmothers. Or actually, I guess you could say, what do you call a chiropractor that manipulates grandmothers? I, what do you call a chiropractor that manipulates grandmothers? A graham cracker. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Terrible. I, I like that one. A yeah, graham I know you'll use that. I thought you'd use that one. That's funny. I got that actually from one of my students, Gabe Luciani, who's... um. Down in now Virginia, he just graduated last year from Franklin Pierce. He's in PT school, so he set that up. Oh, it was that's on Instagram. funny. It was like, oh, okay, I'll grab that one. So yeah, stash, stash that away. Yeah, that's terrible. Good stuff. All right, so happy holidays. Yeah, we're in the new decade. We're back. We're here. Yeah, I want to thank all of our non-listeners for bearing with us for a couple of weeks, giving us some time to, for family for the holidays, and we took a couple of weeks off, and we didn't really prepare you for that. So sorry about that. But right, but we're back on it. And we, we've had some trouble doing some recordings because my daughters don't like to sleep, so it's been hard to find time to record because <laughs> I kind of... We did have to do one at, what, five o'clock in the morning or six or something like that, so... Yeah, we did the, the last Christmas one at five in the yeah. morning because uh, that was the only time that I could get to record because my daughter had finally fallen asleep, so that's right. kind of what I'm yeah. going through, but she's been doing okay lately, so we've been... We're Good. able to get a little bit of time... In oh, the she's evening awesome. to do some stuff. So she's awesome. We're feeling well, the good, good thing is with the new year coming up, it's going to be very, very clear. It's going to be 2020 vision. <laughs> this is 2020. 2020. 2020. But you know what? New, uh, new year, new us. I, I got a new studio booth set up. I lost my studio space in the basement because it turned into a giant playroom and it's full of toys yep. now. So yep. I decided to build a studio booth on the other side of the basement in my workshop and I'm currently sitting surrounded by a bunch of moving blankets. It's still only like half built, but we're going to get some better sound out of it. And there's space for both of us in here. So when you're at my house, we can both sit down together good. and do it. So it's going to be good. Right. So yeah. new year, new show, same, new year. same show, new, new mics. I don't have a new mic. I'm using the same mic, but maybe if we get some more supporters on Patreon, we can upgrade our mics to get some right. better quality right. sound that way too. Hint, hint. Check the link in the show notes. So um, I've been talking to a bunch of hosts from a bunch of different music podcasts, and I'm going to be kind of featuring some of them 
over the next few episodes and sharing some bumper reels that they've sent me. Nice. Yeah, if you follow us on Twitter, you probably saw that we're sharing a lot of tweets from some of these other podcasts like Earfloss and Weencast, which is all about the band Ween. I effing love this record is another one that we share a lot of. <laughs> uh, and I, you'll probably hear some of those guys come on our show or you'll hear their voices on some bumper reels. And we will probably yeah, end really up on podcasts. Yeah, they're they're phenomenal. They're awesome. And a lot of them are fairly new. Some of them are, have been around a long time, but um, you know, they're really good guys and they have good shows. So keep an eye out on our social media and listen to, to our show for information about them and go check them out. Subscribe to them as well. Just kind of, you know, build this community. If you like music and you like this show, then I guarantee you'll like these other shows too. Gotcha. Yep. Guaranteed. So with that out of the way, let's get right into it. Tonight, uh, I'm doing... What? Oh, what? More Christmas? More Christmas music? No more Christmas music. No. I will I will let you talk about... Gen- I'll let you talk about more Christmas music in about 12 months. Oh, okay. That's Maybe good. 11 months. That's not too long. Okay, that's not too long to wait. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, tonight I'm doing You Are a Tourist by Death Cab for Cutie. And oh. you're doing Coldplay, right? Yep. Yeah. But a so, different version so, of Coldplay. <laughs> so, like Revenge of the Wimp Rock tonight. But um, <laughs> well, we have to ease into the new year. Relaxing. <laughs> yeah. You know, we can't hit you right off the, you know, in, in out the, uh, the bit bat right in the face. Huh? Right. Okay. So um, let's just get right into. It. Let's just go listen to it. You can go to the playlist on Spotify or check out the video on YouTube. We have links to both of those in the show notes. Go listen to "You Are a Tourist" by Death Cab for Cutie, and then come on back and we'll talk about it. All right. That's nice, isn't it? I love that song. I always have. I like everything that Death Cab Cutie does. I like that. Just you know, it's kind of relaxed, yeah. kind of chill, but you know, it's it's got some really good rhythms. It's got some really nice, nice stuff. I've got a criticism You're... for you though, but that's okay. We'll we'll talk about it. Oh, before I get started, would you like to criticize me? Yes. So you know, you always say you don't understand, you don't get Coldplay. And more importantly, you know, one of my favorite bands, top five bands of mine all the time is U2. And I know you do not yeah. like U2. That there screams... are songs I love by U2, but... Okay, right. because that screams U2. You know, Here's the, the thing, the it's not... You know, especially the guitar and everything else, it just seems like you could have U2 like playing that song. Or at least Death Cab for Cutie was, was influenced by them. For me, it's not really you two that drives me nuts. It's it's Bono, and it's not his oh. singing or anything. It's just his personality and the fact that he just thinks that he rules the world. He thinks he's a god, and I yeah, hate okay. the way he carries himself. So that's what okay. bothers me about you two. Is him. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but you like his music? This, uh, most of it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not yeah. crazy about him, but I don't dislike their stuff. Yeah. It's hard so. to get past the the Bono being Bono to to think about watching him in a show and listen to the music, I imagine, for you. Yeah. Okay. So, Death Cab for Cutie. Um, nice. Love it. Yes. Are you two-ish? Yeah. This is a cool song. This isn't my favorite song by them. My favorite song by them is Soul Meets Body. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I love yeah. that song. I love the chorus in that song. I think the melody is beautiful, but there's a whole lot more to talk about with this song. Yeah. And it's funny because when you mentioned the title, I was thinking, I don't know if I know this one. Until I heard it, that's like, yes, I love this song, but I just didn't know that was the title. So, Death Cab for Cutie was the band that was. This was my go-to band to play like in the car or in the background or something when I didn't. <laughs> the way I described them was, Death Cab is the band that I listen to when I don't want to listen to music, as in like okay. when you sit down in your car and you have been like your brain's been working all day and like you don't want to focus on anything. And you can't decide on what you want to listen to, but like you don't want to be sit in silence. 
I just put death cab on and like, you don't really need to, you can just kind of let it play in the background and you don't, you know, like that was, that's what this, this band was for me. I'm not so sure they'll want to hear that. I'm not so sure it's a compliment. <laughs> I but. know, but it's because like you said, it's like a relaxing sound. It's yeah. kind of like, it's not. Everything you do is, it has that vibe. It's, it's so nice. not yeah. monotone, but it's very melodic, but um, yeah. it doesn't have really big moments or low moments. It's just kind of like pleasant to listen to. Um, and so that's why I would play it in the background because it's like, well, you want some, you want something playing, but you don't want to work too hard. But then when you really listen to it, there's actually a lot going on here. So this song has many, I use this a lot when we talk, but there's a lot of satisfying moments in this song. And it's because they play around a lot with specific notes in the key that they're playing in. So this, I, I said in the beginning, I'm not going to get too much into music theory and stuff in this because I know a lot of our listeners probably are not musicians and they might not understand all the stuff behind music theory, but real basic, this song is in the key of D major. And basically when you look at- str- It is in a, a different key, right? It feels like it's in a different it's key. It's in D major. A lot of pop songs you hear are in like B flat major, but right. But this the song is in D major, but it's still a major key. So when you're looking at the kind of scale of different types of keys that you can be in, whether you're in minor keys or major keys, depending on how many flats and sharps you add to the scale in each one of those keys, it's going to make the sound of, of that song sound either brighter or you know, happier, or if you, once you start going into minor keys and you add more flat notes to those scales, then you are, then it's starting to sound darker or more sad, right? Right. So that's why like songs in minor keys or minor chords have a quote, sad sound. Um, And a lot of Death Cab for Cutie is in keys like that, would you say? uh, I don't know. I don't know what most of them are in, but I know that this one is in D major. And the thing about major scales, right? You're in a, a, a regular major scale, so it's just there's no sharps or flats. It's just do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. And the thing about the major scale is the first note and the last note, obviously, they're the same note, and they are the anchors, and there's such a strong bass note on there that almost any of the other notes in that scale, when you hear that, it like you crave that resolution, right? Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti. Right. Like just finish it, you know. <laughs> okay. um, and that's what happens in the major scale is you when you end a phrase on one of those notes in between the first note and the eighth note, you get this sense that like it's leaving you hanging, right? Right. right. And that's what he's doing with this song during the verse. But before we get to the verse, what he's doing with the beginning part that this fire grows higher. So that first note he's singing a D. This and that's the the root note of that of that scale, and then. You know, this fire grows. And then he goes below that note for the final one, higher. And so he's not ending on the root note. So it sounds like it's complete, but there's, it's not. It's a little unsettling. It's it's still a little bit unsettling. It's not as comfortable. You don't feel like, you know, the ground is still a little bit rocky. You know, it's not an even surface. And he does that three times. And then on the fourth time. Doesn't it keep you going on to the next verse wanting to hear it? Because you want it to continue. You want it to. Yeah, it kind of like keeps things moving. He does it three times, and then on the fourth time, he changes up the notes, and he ends on that root note. You know, this fire grows higher. And then on the fourth time, this fire grows higher. And it's just, that's when they kick in with that riff, that... And because he he finishes on that root note, it just brings everything to, like, this flat ground, and it's just, you know, like I say, it's really satisfying. And um, they play around with that kind of stuff throughout this entire song you know that that verse 
very technical. Every line in that verse, when there's a, what does he say? When there's a burning in your heart, that is not the root note. I mean, that is up here. That's like, like if you're reaching over and you just can't reach something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. When there's yep. a burning, like there's a burning in your heart and you can't reach it. <laughs> um, but then he ends that verse with, you know, don't be alone. And he goes root note up one or two notes right back to the root note Excellent. every okay. the end of every verse he he finishes on that root note and it just slams into that riff and the riff is really melodic too yep, and then he love goes that. below it and if that also finishes on that root note so this song is just a constant like leaving you hanging and then grabbing you, you and, and rooting you right on flat ground over and over and over again. And it's just so, it just feels so good when you're listening to it. I love that. I love that about this song. Except if it's one of those songs that you put on in the, in the background and you really don't want to kind of overthink things and you've had a long day and it's always kind of more of um, kind of cerebral in the background without kind of really thinking about it or really kind of rocking out to it, you maybe wouldn't pick up on all that because you wouldn't be listening for anything special. I mean, you might somehow kind of feel that, but not even really thinking that it's, it's doing You that. wouldn't because there's no climax in this. It, it, that's true. That's what I noticed. It just like, it starts off and we talk about um, stereo sound a lot. That's still going on now. That song is still playing forever. That is the never ending song because it's going to well, go on and on well, without, it, without an ending. I don't know. Cause it, you know, as the instruments drop off slowly at the end, it ends with that kind of military snare drum beat and it right. actually it kind of resolves pretty cleanly it's it doesn't fade out or anything it well, resolves just drum, on right? just on a drum beat but you know it, we talk about stereo sound a lot in this song the real background stuff and there's not like a straight the bass line is straight but there's not like a straight guitar background it's just kind of a lot of little mini phrases that are kind of like bumped in here and there and they're bouncing all over the place on the stereo sound which is cool but the main riff and the vocals and everything are right dead center so it's just, it's an interesting so, setup. So not a, a lot of stereo back and forth and everything that goes along with it. No, not really. And then the cool thing about this song is the bridge is the only part that is kind of one dimensional. So something that he does, if you listen to his voice when he's singing this whole song, and Brian Fallon does this in a handful of songs too with the Gaslight Anthem and with his, um, his own songs, is he's singing the verse, he's singing the words on both ends of the octave. Right on both ends of the scale. Okay. So he's singing it in a lower octave and he's singing it in a higher octave at the same time. When he's overdubbing it. Yeah. The um. Okay. For the this fire grows higher and then also the when there's a burning in your heart he's yeah. doing that. Yep. He's doing the same thing, but then at the bridge it's just the lower register and that's the part where he's like, uh, and when you feel just like a tourist in the city that you're born. By the way, <laughs> when you feel just like a tourist in the city that you're born in, it's time to go. That's a great line. <laughs> I mean, that is like how many people have felt that? Am I right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. This is not my town anymore. I don't know the people here. I feel like I don't, you know, this isn't, this isn't my place anymore. Time to go find my own place. Like, that's, that's a great line. Yep. But that bridge, <laughs> you know, it's that lower register. It kind of brings everything down. And it's like the whole song kind of feels like this ethereal kind of dreamlike state. Lines like when there's a burning in your heart, you know, it's kind of like, you're in this this mode where you're not sure. You know, it's 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 hard to explain, but you get this feeling like it's it's more of like a dream, like, oh, I'm I'm just living in my head. Like I I wish I could do this. I wanna I wanna go find, you know, my own life and do my own thing. Uh, yep. and then you get that realization where it's where it comes down to just that that lower register. Without that higher register, you don't get that dreamlike feel. 
and a lot of the higher tones in the instrumentation drop off as well. Yep. And and the lyrics match that. Exactly. The lyrics match that. And they do the same thing at the end of that bridge as well by ending on that um that root note. Uh what is it? What does he say at the end of the bridge? When you when you find yourself also another great line from that, by the way, when you find yourself a villain in the story that you've written, I mean Come on. Yeah. There's just, there's just, it's good lyrics in here, but you don't really pick up on them. Yeah. If so, please show me. Bum, 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 bum. You know, they just, everything that they end with, they end on the root note so strongly that it's just, it's just um, that satisfying feeling over and over again. And, and I just love the song. I think it's, uh, I think it's really, there's a lot going into it, but it sounds so simple. So if it's one of those songs that you just put on while you're driving home, you've had a rough day, how do you notice that? I mean, is it one of those songs that just kind of captured you like, wow, this is a lot more than I need to pay better attention to? Well, that happens to me a lot. You know, like when we talked about Pink and Nate Roos, like I'll be listening to a song and then all of a sudden like you'll just hear like one little thing and it's like, oh, wait a minute. Like, I need to to listen to this more closely. And then you end up playing it on repeat for like three days, you know, and you. Right. The entire commute home. Because you start, yeah, you start picking up on things. And, you know, I think a lot of people don't understand that these professional musicians and the the ones that get really big, a lot of them, you know, it sounds like it's just kind of dialed in and you think that it doesn't take that much to write a song. But a lot of these people, especially people like Death Cab for Cutie and some of the people that have more complex instrumentations, I mean, they're on another level when it comes to not just being able to play their instruments and sing well, they're on another level when it comes to kind of the structure and the science behind building a song. And so well-trained, and there are people who either love or hate that, uh, and it's not always mainstream, so it's not always going to be picked up by somebody that you're going to be hearing it on a regular basis. You have to kind of go search for that, right? And this, which is and, this other subgenre. And Death Cab kind of is like, they kind of walk the line between an alternative band yeah, and, a right. pop, and a mainstream pop band. This right, was their only right. number one song, uh, if I understand. Right. This song was the first single off their record, and, they, and I think they said it was one of those like last minute, we need another track really? on this album. Hey, I got like something. I got this. Let's see what we can do with it. And they put it together. And then they were like, yeah, that, that's that's the first single. <laughs> <laughs> that could work. And did you watch the music video or did you listen to it on Spotify? I watched um, just the lyrics version of oh, okay. it. I didn't watch the video. So the official video was actually recorded in one take with no cuts. They basically used like four different cameras showing different people. And it was like the band and dancers and some like holographic projections and they just press play on the song and just did the whole video in one take without cutting camera or anything so and it's good it's really cool yeah yeah Yeah, it's pretty cool so i like this song and i think there's a lot going on and if you listen closely you can pick up on a lot of those things especially the singing in the two octaves the higher and the lower register um and then how that cuts out in the bridge is pretty cool there's some good lyrics in there and uh you know do you have it do you have it dialed up right now on your uh on your screen? Yeah, why? 2.48. 2 minutes, 48 seconds. What's the line right there? It's what I picked up, but I don't want to go go on because I know it's kind of sucking my internet up. If I was to go and look for it. That was the line that I picked up on. Sometimes the best intentions are in need of yep. redemption. Don't you agree? Yes. And then that's when he goes, if so, please yeah, show yeah. me. And back to the root note. Yeah, that's when it kicks in a different level. Yep. Yep. It brings it right back to the core of the song. It's just good song structure. And, you know, working in a major key, most people play in major keys and a lot of people, when they want to be more complicated or different, they'll go into some weird keys and some different tonalities and add a bunch of weird 
notes to it or they'll have weird key changes that you don't notice but they just sound a little funky but these guys just right. they they put everything everything in this song relies on that root note and it is just like that's that's the most important thing in this song is that root note cool and it's really cool how they keep coming back to it and if you are one of those people that can't stand when someone sings <laughs> like finishes a line on a note that is in the major scale that needs that that uh, resolution that last note yeah. you know people hate that and <laughs> if you're one of those people this song you're gonna love listening to the song and want to listen to it over and over again because it's full of those satisfying finisher notes and that's mainly they really put a lot of emphasis on it because they spend so much time hanging up in those middle notes in like this the sixth and seventh note in that scale right you know every verse kind of ends on one of those and yeah. then they bring it in and and that's what makes it just so satisfying no, it makes me curious if this is a one-time thing or if this is something that they do on a regular basis. They do this if stuff this a is, lot. This is their thing. They do it? this okay. stuff a lot. Yeah, and, and again, so. well, you know, something that we haven't done in a while is if you, you is telling people, giving recommendations for other songs if you like this one. And if you do like this song and you don't know Soul Meets Body, that's an amazing yeah. song. Yep, it is good. And that and one I know very well. The chorus yep. is really, really good. Um, you know, they do a lot of that stuff in in that song as well. And and this, you know, this whole genre that they're connected with. I mean, you can go on and there's dozens and dozens of other bands that are similar that other people love and they swear by. And, you know, sometimes because they're not mainstream, you know, they like them even more because they want to be rebellious and all stuff. But there's just, they, people just have to realize that this is just good music. Yeah. It's really good. It's structured really well. It's really pleasing. And it's something that you may not be able to get out and dance to. And if you see the guy, at, I mean, at the club, but it's really, really strong, strong and, and very, very professional the way they present it. Yeah. And if you see this, the guy, who, you know, the lead singer, he's not, a heartthrob. He, you could tell, like this guy's. He was the music nerd. Um, yeah, he was the right. guy that that sits and and plays his keyboard during study hall. You know, like right, eighteen hours a day. Yeah, right, yeah, and he earned it. Yeah, uh, he, yeah. they they know their stuff. It's a good band. Uh, yeah. And I think a lot of people kind of write them off as just kind of this emo kind of yeah. like breakup band that is like, <laughs> yeah, it was cool to listen to in middle school, but now like if you still listen to them, it's a little weird, but. They're just really good musicians, and people should give them another try. Yep, I'd love to see no, them live, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like it'd be one of those bands that it's they play like five hours, and each song is like ten minutes, but it's not a jam band. It's just like they're playing the same riff over and over again because they're yeah, like into it. Yeah, so sure it'd be an exciting show <laughs> yeah. that way. But do you know where they're from? Are they? I, I mean, I it don't. sounds like they sound like a Berkeley. Don't they? You would think that they would be a Berkeley group. Uh, I can look it up. Give me one second. Just curious, but you know, because because they're so technically technically based, you know. Uh, they're from Washington State. Okay, there you go. Um, I don't know about yeah, Ron Berkeley. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if any of them went to school for music. I'm guessing some of them did, but yeah. Um, no, just curious. Yeah, I mean, they're they're in a similar vein of like. Um, Imagine Dragons, yep. uh, a little less alternative, a little more, Snow a Patrol, little more melodic. Yeah. Yep. Snow Patrol, absolutely, yeah, yep. I, yeah, they definitely have that sound. But yeah, no, like what a know. weird band maybe, name, maybe, though. Maybe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why, why do you think? <laughs> it says the group's name comes from the song "Death Cab for Cutie," written by uh, Neil Innes and Vivian Stanshall, performed by their group, the Bozo Dog Band, in the Beatles movie "Magical Mystery Tour." Okay, so okay, because Beatles reference, still right? there you go. weird name, yeah. But, right. but good stuff. Nice. Okay. All right. Well done. Yeah. Hey, what's up? This is Shane. And this is Rory. And we're Weencast. If you're into Ween or a music lover, check out our podcast. We talk about Ween shows, Ween interviews, 
everything related to the band Ween. Check us out. So what do you got for me? You got a little Coldplay action. Yeah, I got I got Coldplay, but um, not Coldplay in the version that you're used to, uh, that you you want to not listen to. Because <laughs> I like I, I, I do like just... some songs by Coldplay. They're just you know they just have a reputation. They have like a Nickelback type re- reputation. Yeah, well they're not they're not Nickelback. That's true. Yeah, yeah but. Actually, you know what? Speaking of this, and, and you're going to hate this because I'm going to go backwards for a month stuff, but they had a, they put out a really nice Christmas song a couple years ago. That's a really nice song called Lights. So that's a good that's a good Coldplay song. But hmm. uh, I want to do Clocks. But they um, I, I just didn't want to do it by Coldplay. I want to do it by Rhythms Del Mundo, which is basically a, um, a collaboration uh, group that uh, fuses all these all-stars from, from Cuba. Musicians getting together, and they did it um, as a fundraiser uh, for, like, Hurricane Katrina and a few other things. Uh, real connected with the um, Buena Vista Social Club. Very, very Cuban feel. So it's if you don't know it, you're going to be listening to it and say, okay, this is clocks, you know, with that classic piano at the mm-hmm. beginning, which which is so famous. But then about three bars or, you know, four bars in something, all of a sudden, it breaks into this real Cuban feel where it's just going to catch you by by uh, surprise, and you'd be like, ah! And the rest of it just kind of takes it a whole different direction. So look at look out for that. All so right. rhythm, it's it's by rhythm del rhythms del mundo m u n d o, but it's Coldplay. All right. So go check it out. Let's go listen to it. Go to the okay. playlist or YouTube. Find it. The link in our show notes, and come back and we'll talk about it. Okay. <laughs> What you think? Um, interesting. <laughs> yeah, right. It's interesting for sure. What do, I want to hear what you have to say about it. Well, so I have a few. I have a few things that stood out. But the I whole, hear what the you whole have thing first. about the song is this is one that just caught me off guard. I think I was listening to Pandora back in the day, and this version came up of the oh, Coldplay. And again, you know, it's funny how you just mentioned you know kind of background stuff like oh, it's kind of good. It's nice to have it. And I think it was probably on my computer uh, at work or something. And then all of a sudden, it was like like. Uh, whoa what's this yeah. and it made me pay attention and then it just kind of went on and, and the, the funny thing about the song that i like and again um you have a lot more of the technically speaking kind of thing i like it because i like it and you know what it kind of does to you and what it makes you feel and i'll give it a nine on a, on a ten scale and makes you dance and all that kind of stuff maybe typical things that that i would be looking for but um it's one of those that it almost feels like Coldplay is playing it so straight up and in a strange way it's almost like the the rhythms del mundo side of things all the you know this this all-star cast of these cuban musicians are like sampling Coldplay. Almost. that's that's what it is it, it, that's what it has it, to be it's rather, the exact... than a, rather than the collaboration because it's no different than the original version no of... it, it sounds to me like they took that song and they sliced it up and they yeah, put their parts yeah, onto it um, yeah. i don't think this is I, I think you can call it a collaboration because obviously they both recorded their parts to it, but right um, and agreed to it and agreed to it. Right, and, right. And, and I think part of it is because it sounds it was like a, a sampling. Yeah, it, it was a it was a project, you know, to try to make sure they make some money for you know to, for the uh, people to help with the environmental disasters and stuff and you know earthquake, hurricane, right. and earthquakes and stuff. But you know, all the other artists that jumped in, the Arctic Monkeys, uh, Coldplay, Jack Johnson, um, Rune Five, U2 actually did a uh, did a couple cuts. Um, I mean, there's a lot of different artists so i'm sure it's the old, okay yeah you can have this song and you can you can do what you need to do with it but just you know add your spin to it so it's almost like yeah i, I kind of like it better you know i mean I, I i'm not one that that dislikes coldplay um yeah. 
if I hear it on the radio or if it comes up on my Spotify when I'm working with it, I'm not going to skip past it. But it's like, okay, it's good. It's kind of nice. You know, I like Chris Martin. He seems a pretty nice, likable guy and stuff. It, and all of a sudden, it's like, I love this song because of the just, it's such a smooth, talk about um, the rhythm. Mm. It's such a smooth version of it that just, it seems natural. It doesn't seem like it was forced, like it was, okay, let, you know, let's just lay down these tracks over this song. Um, and it just doesn't fit. It doesn't feel right. It just feels right. It's really, I liked it a lot. I mean, right from the start when it's, it starts out pretty traditional, like, okay, this is kind of cool. There's a piano part and everything else. But then you hear that, and, and you, you probably know more what it is than I do. What's that instrument that we all saw, we all played when we were in grammar school, is that you take a little stick and you rub it across Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. The scratchy like, stick. Yeah, the scratchy Dear stick. Dear percussionists, tell us what, yeah. the, what, what all yes, of these right. instruments are. Tell, tell, tell us, us what, what that is what, and tell us what the, the tight drums in reggae music are. Well, and it's, you know, obviously some bongos in the background and, and everything else too. So, but it's just, um, it's just the, the um, that kicks in that, and it's, it's not aggressive. It's just this, the, the, the Cuban beat thing is just like, you know, you're sitting around, everybody's got shiny shoes on, you're playing instruments, you probably got a tie on and a white shirt and a cool Cuban hat. And you're just kind of grooving. And yeah. it's just kind of smooth that way. And that's what I get from this. I love, love, love the rhythm that this kind of presents itself. Yeah, I think it would have been cooler if they actually just covered the song. Or did it together. Or did it together. Well, yeah. I mean, it, the, so it's it, it's a little messy in some parts. And I think because this song jumps around to a bunch of different keys. Well, that's, that's Coldplay. That's what yeah, Coldplay does. I mean, Coldplay yeah. is just you know, like we were talking about with Death Cab, they're a smart band, and yes. their music is calculated. And this is, I was looking it up because I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, what is, what is going on with this song? And uh, it's this is in like Mixolydian, which I'm not going to get into to that because that is just too, too much theory for these people. But basically, just know that it starts in one key and it bump, 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 jumps around to like a couple different ones and then ends in um, like a like a E flat or B flat minor or something like that. But it's just, it's one of those songs that just changes keys throughout the song and they're very subtle and you don't really notice them. But I, yeah. I don't think that the Cuban guys matched up with it quite. They just perfectly. played their straight up kind of stuff that went along. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And so, so there are times in it when it's a like, it's, there are times in it where it's super tight and it sounds really cool. And then there are other times where it gets a little messy. And the part that stood out to me is around four ten when he starts doing the, um, sorry. Uh, yep. That part. Um, it sounds very separated. Yep. It doesn't. It's not yep. together at all. Yeah, that's um, what I was going to notice too. That the end just it feels like okay, they should have ended it right there. Yeah, they um, should have faded. It, out right, it, it right. didn't work, uh, and that's one of the best parts of the Coldplay song. Yes, um, that and the you know those arpeggio piano chords in the beginning. Do 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 do. It's so iconic for that. Like you know what that song is immediately when you hear it. Exactly and, right. And so I'm glad they kept that. But at the end that home home where i want to like that is a, such a big defining part of this song and and in a different key as well right does it feel yeah. a little different yeah okay that's right well I like thought. i yeah. said this okay. i mean this song jumps around to like a bunch of different keys the bridge is in a completely different key the chorus i think is different from the verse it's just it's a it's a complicated it is a super complicated song and cuban yeah. music is super complicated so it, it i yeah. feel like it kind of gets to a point where it's like too much like, does it feel muddy to you? Yeah, like you hit a, they hit a sweet spot. Like in the beginning when they started going into it, it was cool. And then kind of through the middle of it is the sweet spot where it sounds really tight and it's really it's a really cool mix. Yeah. But then near the end, it just it starts to 
stray a little bit and i think it starts to get a little bit muddy yeah i can see that um, i can see that i was thinking but muddy that's is i the mean word. yeah this is a hard song i would never cover this song i don't have the skills well to and it's, it's remember <laughs> yeah. it's rhythms it's rhythms they're not adding a lot more i mean there's a few voices and and obviously the the killer horns but it's they're just adding a rhythm track to it when you think about it you know when yeah you're really missing, um, is your song it's, it's not like they're adding additional lyrics or additional singing you know, there's a, there's a few like in the background kind of thing, but for the most part, you're just adding a rhythm, a Cuban rhythm. I'm curious how they wrote the horn parts because the horn parts sound super cool and they go really yeah. well with it. But the only time that it like doesn't go with it is at that part where, where they do the you. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it makes it sound like Coldplay's part is out of key. Um, well, because and, they're that, at that point they're really tied into the Cuban stuff and the and the Cuban band sounds awesome in that. And then when you hear the the vocals from Coldplay, it sounds like oh, just stop singing that. Like I just want right. to listen to the, the Cuban stuff, right. you know. Well, um, and it's, it's just that I one the, that one note. It seems like it's the only time in a song that the the rhythm stuff, the uh, the Cuban stuff, takes precedent over the the actual song itself. All the other times, it seems like they're kind of taking a step back and letting Coldplay's you know the cold the uh, the song clocks mm. kind of drive the whole thing, and and it almost like hey, we got a little full of ourselves, let's go. It's like hey guys, pull it back a little. You know, stop it. Well, I think what <laughs> you know? well they they clearly had um, the separate tracks. This wasn't like they took yeah. the, they they just took the song off Napster and just cut out certain <laughs> parts and like played over it. Like they clearly had the official recorded tracks for this, so they right. could take yep. out some things and and leave in others. Uh, right. And what they should have done, in my opinion, is take out those vocals during the you during that part and um, just play that with the horns. Right. Just let that, that that be that break. Right? Play play those notes with your instruments. Replace it yeah. because right. it doesn't sound right. It does that that part doesn't match up, and it might just be that yeah. that type of vocals just doesn't work with that kind of music. But there's something that, in that just sounds a little off there, and it, it, it maybe it, just because it, it's unfortunately it kind of takes away. I think they're in the same key. I think it's just like a, you know, that type of vocal doesn't match up with this type of music and it's just a little bit jarring. And I think if they had replaced it with the horns and played it with horns instead, That's a good point. it would have worked really well. But, you know, I'm not a professional Cuban musician and I should not <laughs> be telling them what to do. They made right. their decisions. Yeah, Buena Vista yeah. Social Club has been around for a few years. So. Yeah, they made, they, <laughs> they made, I'm sure they made the decisions for reasons and so um, they didn't they didn't I don't want to criticize too you? much that's just what i hear and what i think would have worked but yeah. who knows it could have maybe they did that and they were like that sounds awful just leave the original you know they never asked your opinion on it they didn't call and, and say no you do? know i'm i'm yeah. pretty popular in the in the cuban music community but they right, didn't right, reach right. out to me <laughs> i've seen your name in some of the havana clubs on there too stuff like yeah havana yeah so. i have a, a, um, a pretty good collection of white hats yeah <laughs> I bet you do, actually. But again, it's one of those things that just you hear it and it's like, oh, a whole different version. I don't know how many people have heard this. I mean, I think it's 2006 it was out, came out. Let me see. Uh, 2005, 2006. And I think it it, it hit like in, you know, around that time. And um, they actually did an album uh, in 2009 that was on as well, uh, Rhythms of Mundo. But um, I don't know how many people have heard it or maybe hear it on a regular basis. It's, I think it's something that should be on a lot of different playlists just because of the Cuban beat and stuff. And I just, I just like the way it feels like it's Coldplay straight up, you know, two minutes, 30 seconds in, you know, it's that break where it's like, the, you know, it's, it's all Coldplay again. And all of a sudden, like those guys, you know, they, they went to the bathroom, they came back in the break. Okay, sit down and let's, let's kick in and, and, you know, stop playing again. So with the, with the stick, you know, scratchy thing, you know, so. the scratchy thing. Yeah. So what thing, what so. is it about the song that like really the gets rhythm, it going? The yeah. rhythm. It's just 
it's one of those that if anybody ever walks by my office and they hear this, if it happens to be playing or they if they don't hear it, they, they see me working at my desk and stuff, I'd be sitting dancing or at least kind of, you know, bopping at my desk to this stuff. I just like the uh, the rhythm because it's it's not aggressive. It's it's not, you know, it's not soul. It's not rhythm and blues. It's not, you know, it's not Bruno Mars. It's not, it's just, it's smooth. It's just relaxing. It's just, it's enough, it's just enough to get your head going. And, and it, I think it complements the cold play. I mean, like you said, I, I agree. And I think there's a couple of blips in there that are going to be like, oh, I, and it makes me want to make, make an effort to try to listen to the rest of the, the cuts, you know, with you two and, you know, and so many other bands that they've, you know, Jack Johnson, a few other bands that have done it, they see if it's the same way. But um, it's just, it's an interesting take to add rhythm to an existing, very well known and very, I mean, I think Clocks is one of the top 500 songs of all time, according to Rolling Stone. I mean, it's right up there. So it's, it's a great song. Mm. And also, like, we're not just going to, you know, do it over, but we're going to almost sample it and throw a little rhythm on there and make it feel Cuban. So it's a whole different take on things. I really like that. Yeah, it's it's good. It's interesting. It's a, yeah, it's, it's, love the horns. I, I don't listen to a lot of this type of music. I don't, but I enjoy it, and I have some. And every so often I find myself kind of going to it just in the background just because it's like, again, it's kind of relaxing. It's kind of different, and I want to try to do something that's going to be a little more, um, you know, just out of the realm of my normal stuff that I listen to. So I'll, I'll listen to it every so often, but um, I don't have a ton of it myself either. This seems like the, the type of thing where, you know, I don't listen to a lot of this type of music, but if I was to hear it, live um and had that opportunity i would probably listen to more of yeah. it I, yeah like if i was in latin america or if i was in cuba and and this type of music was i was at a, a restaurant or a club and it was being played i feel like i would get into it and then i would go seek out more of it i just haven't had yep. that exposure yet we need to go to new orleans so, maybe oh man oh this is no th- see this is so different from the New Orleans, from New Orleans jazz, from the New right, Orleans I jazz stuff, and I I love New Orleans jazz music. I am all about it, and that's that is the number one destination on my bucket list is to get to New Orleans. Really? See, I just know the Buena Vista Social Club is a lot of times plays in New Orleans area. Well, that's the perfect. But, uh, we'll we'll match it up with it when they're there. Then. <laughs> well, we'll go to Cuba. We'll just go to Cuba sometime. Sure. Because we can now. <laughs> Let's just you know? go to Cuba. Yeah. Why not? Oh, because you have a passport now. Yes, <laughs> yes, because the the borders are open and stuff too. So. Oh yeah, I'm sure the proceeds from uh, from this podcast is going to be able to pay for us to do that research, so we can go and do that. Well, I'll tell you what we I was looking at our analytics for the show. We have listeners in Latin America, South America. We do. We have listen, listeners in North America, obviously, because that's where we are. We have had a couple downloads in South Africa, uh, wow. a handful of downloads in Australia, New Zealand. And we got a bunch of people listening to us over in Europe and the UK uh, nice. and, a, and a couple in Asia. But that may have been me because when we first launched, I was in India. So I don't know if those are for right. me or not. Right. But we have a handful. Shout out to our global friends. So we got, uh, I think we're on every continent except Antarctica. So nice. So that's pretty well, cool. That's that's the goal. Let's get to that next. Yeah. So if you, if you enjoy the show and you want to hear more of it, you know, and you spread the word, share it with people. Uh, if you want to pay to have us fly out to your area, we are happy to do that and come listen to your music. And if you have music you want to send to us, send it to us. You know, yeah. I, I'll, I'll listen to anything that's sent to me. When I was when we first launched in India, I was looking up the top, you know, 100 tracks. I found a, a Spotify playlist of the top 100 songs on the mainstream radio in India, and I was listening to that. And there's some good stuff there. And some there's of it I added stuff. to my liked songs. So there you go. There you go. So um, if you if you have music that you want us to check out, send it to us, and uh, and we'll look into it. We'll listen to it for sure. That's nice. Yeah. So uh, before we go, do you have anything else you want to say about clocks? No, just or uh, any other recommendations. 
I think it's one of those that uh, clocks is very is complemented by this rhythms del mundo, and uh, I think it's something that everybody should check out. It's one of those songs that I think gets under your skin, and you're gonna love it a lot more than you ever would have thought. Liked it, like it, I always have. Yeah, it kind of grows on you. You kind of get that yeah. like that rhythm is kind of an earworm, a little bit. Yep. It kind of like stays in. Like I don't even I'm I'm listening to it in my head right now, but I'm not even hearing clocks. It's just the rhythm and the the horns. <laughs> It's a scratchy thing. Scratchy thing. Yeah. We'll have to get you one of those. <laughs> and the horns, you know, the Cuban horns. Cool. No, I loved it. Love it. So any other recommendations based on that? Or do you, is this the only Cuban song that you know? Well, um, it, it made me think about it when we were talking about talk, uh, some of the things from Indian stuff. The Playing for Change stuff that's out there. Yeah, I love that. I have a couple of those on my list to do in this podcast. Um one of the newer ones that just came out, uh, The Weight, which I think is maybe one of the greatest songs of all time, which I know is a, is quite a statement to say, but you know, I, I think it's one of those songs that people, I, I know my wife hates it, doesn't want to hear that song ever again. Uh, your mom, my wife, but I, I, that's one of my favorite songs of all time. They did a version of that with Playing for Change, and there's some really cool people chiming in from all over the world, literally, as, as they do with all of the Playing for Change. If you don't know what the Playing for Change uh, genre is, kind of go check it out. You're going to see some things that are just crazy yeah, good. I love that. And uh, there's some, you know, some people from, from India and from people from all over, you know, all over different parts of the globe. Um, and that made me think of it just when you had mentioned about talking about the, uh, the music from India when you were there. Yeah. There's some cool music over there. They, get, they have this uh, specific horn-type uh, wind instrument that they love. And it, I was there for a week, and it, it got really annoying. But you know, it's uh, it's like going to Scotland. You get really annoyed with bagpipes if you if you don't <laughs> regularly listen to it. Like me and you right. have been listening to right. to bagpipe music for you know yes. 10, 10, 20 years. We we uh, when you were in the crib, yeah, we love it. So like we don't really get annoyed with bagpipe music, but people do really easily. And it's the same thing. Yeah. It was the same thing with me over there in India. This this. Uh, you know this high pitched kind of wind instrument that they love, yeah. but um, but they do make some pretty beautiful music over there. So well, there's, there's good stuff all over the world. And think about remember when we went down uh, on a trip to uh, to Disney and uh, at Thanksgiving when we were in Animal Kingdom, that gentleman playing oh, that my instrument God, was yeah. so cool. I posted a video of that on our Instagram and our yep. Facebook page. Yep. Go it just, check it that was, out. He that was, was playing a, a mobile African harp. Uh, and he was playing it with his thumbs, and it was just—it was some of it's the beautiful. most beautiful sounds I've ever heard uh, in beautiful. person. It was, it was absolutely it was, gorgeous. Was... Look up our Instagram. We are at YNL Podcast, and it's all—we're also you're not listening a music podcast on Facebook. Find that video and listen to it. it. It's amazing. Maybe I'll maybe I'll repost that again. I dare you not to get goosebumps. Yeah, it was. It was beautiful. literally beautiful. It was it was touching. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was absolutely gorgeous. And um, we stayed there for a long time while uh, other people went on and did other things at the uh, the park. Yeah, and listened to him. And you can see that video on our Instagram. And if you're not on Instagram but you are on Twitter, you can find us on Twitter at YNL Podcast. We'll be, like I said, we'll be tweeting out a lot of uh, stuff from other shows that we think you should listen to, other music podcasts that are awesome. So make sure you check those guys out and continue to follow us on there. If you want to donate to us, you can go to our Patreon page. The link is in the show notes. And lastly, all we can ask for is your love and support and a five-star rating and review. Those written reviews are what help us get noticed on Apple Podcasts and wherever you yep. listen. So please subscribe, leave those reviews. They they can be short and sweet, but they're really super helpful for us. And if you do it and you give us your mailing address through our email or or social media or something, we will send you a free sticker you to show our gratitude. And we really want this to be interactive. So please chime in on any of the social media sites too and let us know what you think and some ideas and 
if you have some songs you want us to kind of check out and maybe even kind of cover or you want to kind of chime in and help out and be on the show i mean all those different things as part of being a patron or just by being you know you're not listening kind of uh person in the community yeah and if you don't feel like you want to spend money to donate to us that's okay we're not offended if you do want to support us without spending any money there's so many ways you can do that share our posts share our pages tell your friends about it tell other people share links you know when we post something on social media just click like and click share you'll be surprised at how far that goes uh, it's really, really helpful for us. And we just we just want people to enjoy what we enjoy, you know, enjoy music in a way that uh, is more fulfilling to them because it means a lot to us. And I think uh, a lot of people could benefit from it. So well spread the word. All right. So if you have nothing else, th- I'm good. thank you again for listening and we'll talk to you next time. See you later. All right. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.